to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. This podcast is sponsored by our all-new course, What Tech Job is Right for Me. Visit us at youartechie.com slash start to check out our new course and find what tech job is right for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the You Are Techie podcast. I'm Ellen Toomey, and I'm so excited for our guest today. Jenny Chan is the founder of the Women in Web Development Facebook group community with over 4,000 active members. Today on the show, we talk about that group and what inspired her to start it, what advice she has for women who are thinking of getting into tech, what her day-to-day routine is like, and why being an entrepreneur has reminded her of the stress and excitement of changing careers. As a background on Jenny, she's originally from Hong Kong and lives in Vancouver now. Five years ago, she did what so many of you are thinking about doing right now. She quit her job as a marketer and became a full-time techie. But before that, she liked to dabble in coding. While I was in university, I took a web design class and learned how to build websites from scratch. And this was back in the day of Dreamweaver and Internet 7 yeah. and 8. If yeah. you guys I know it. All yeah. the members remember those days. <laughs> um, despite, you know, all the horrors that we might have encountered, I still really enjoyed it <laughs> and kept up with learning after I graduated from school. She continued to learn and took a boot camp course from Lighthouse Labs to jumpstart her tech career. Then, three years ago, she quit her coding job to start working for herself full time. One great thing about doing this like entrepreneurship dive is it reminded me of all the feelings and fears that the new members, you know, newbies face in yeah. if they're looking for jobs because. They say new level, new devil. I was getting comfortable with um, being a developer and I've kind of forgotten insecurity of like doing something new and like making a huge life change. And so like doing this entrepreneurship dive has been really helpful because I think I can relate to a lot of my members challenges more. So it's been really good that way. Yeah, I think there are lots being personally being, you know, techie and being an entrepreneur. I see lots of similar experiences and like the fear and then always having to learn something new and just step into that. And I think there are just a lot of similarities that never occurred to me before I did that. So I I totally understand and, and get that. If you had to just like summarize the purpose of your community what would you say is, I mean, I know you're doing it for your own, like you, you started it because of your own personal pain, which is always, you know, perfect and beautiful. But I, I think, what do you think is the purpose of this group that somebody coming in could really benefit from? Yeah. So the purpose is to like provide a space where women can meet other female developers, interact with each other and be inspired by each other virtually because there's so many like women in tech organizations but they're mostly focused on like local events Mm -hmm. or they're focused on introducing women Mm -hmm. and girls to coding which is lovely like we totally need them but there is also a space that i noticed for existing developers um Mm -hmm. and there's a space for us like 
to make an online community because the truth is like many women, they can't make the time to attend in-person events, right? Mm -hmm. And also many women are maybe in rural areas. Yeah. So they, they couldn't even go to an event even if they had the time. So yeah. to make it accessible to more people, mm -hmm. I was like, well, we should totally have an online community. And to be quite honest, there's thousands of communities for developers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why isn't there one for women? Like, come mm -hmm. on. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So we're kind of addressing the group overall, but like if there's a woman out there and she's trying to think about like whether development is right for her or not, what would you say are maybe the two most important skills that a new developer can learn starting out? And then what would you recommend as far as method? So kind of trying to start out and she wants to know what her first two skills are that she should learn and how should she learn them. Do you have any advice for her on that? Yeah. So for development, there's, you know, with coding in general, um, there's definitely like two different skill sets and kind of two different paths that people can start out, right? One is the HTML and CSS route, which, you know, because that's a really low barrier to entry and you can start creating your own web pages and just refreshing your browser and seeing like, you know, the code that you've written translated yeah. into something visual. Right. So that's definitely the most common way that people start out. There are tons of online resources for that, right? There's so many like free workshops that you can attend um, as well as just like a YouTube videos I would just recommend them to just put it into Google, right? Like how to learn HTML and CSS and just take a dive and see what stands out to you and just uh, use that method. And the other route that someone can take is actually learning the basics of programming. Now, some people, they might not like the HTML and CSS thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, if this is what coding is like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> if they're just not interested. I would tell them then that they could try out the basics of programming. So you can basically write your own uh, little programs, you know, to maybe do some kind of calculation or I don't know, like replace words in a sentence. <laughs> doing some kind of like data manipulation or even just like a little like program in the terminal where you can ask people questions mm -hmm. and depending on the answer that they give uh mm -hmm. you can you know give a different response to them that kind of thing so that might be more interesting to others mm -hmm. than making a web page so those two kind of like we lump them all into like web development but you know there are actually kind of like different skill sets or mm -hmm. different ways of thinking and one might be more attractive to someone new mm -hmm. uh, if you want to be a junior developer you eventually need to learn both but I would say like start off with the one that you're you're having the most fun with and mm -hmm. you know not worry about html and css if that it's not really your thing right now that's great thank you so much for sharing that and you gave us a really good indication of how you're balancing like your community and your development work. So here's something that 
might not sound that interesting to you, but it's super interesting to a lot of people out there. Yeah. What does your day-to-day actually look like? Like you roll out of bed. What are you doing yeah. from hour to hour? Yeah. So, you know, I have to let everyone know that this routine has been developed over the course of like two years. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have to try what works for you. And I'm always like tweaking it. You know, if someone's like, I want to do that and they can't do it right away, that's okay because it does take time mm-hmm. to actually institute a new routine and figure out how you work best. So in the mornings, uh, when I wake up, I work out. I do like between 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, I take a shower, I have some breakfast, and then I journal. I'm actually part of like a group life coaching program. So I do like the journal prompts from that. Is it the, it's not the life coach school, is it? It is, it is. Oh, that's the one I'm into. <laughs> oh, I love Brooke. Yeah. I love Brooke. That's hilarious. I was just going to say, I journal every day too. And I'm always telling people, you've got, in my coaching program, you got a journal. Oh, that's too funny. Okay, cool. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do the work for that because, you know, it's a high friends membership. So I got to, mm-hmm. I got to do the work for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take a look at my schedule for the day and this is planned at the start of the week so if you're in the life coach school I'm doing Monday hour one (laughs) so and yeah then I usually focus on some type of project right now it's been building the paid membership and uh, getting new members in as we're speaking right now I it's my launch week so it's been yeah focusing on getting the membership ready and also promoting it. And then after that, I take an hour for lunch. That's important because, you know, I need to feed myself so I can keep working for the rest of the day. After lunch, that's when I check my emails, check in my members, basically do administrative things. Mm -hmm. And I also review my virtual assistance work. Uh, she helped me with curating jobs and opportunities for the website. You know, I have time scheduled for that because it's important for me to basically not delay the process. Right, um, right. Yeah, and then in the afternoon, I spend a few hours uh, focused on project work again. And usually by five, I wrap things up and stop working. I eat dinner and then... You know, sometimes at night, if I have something that I need to get done, mm-hmm. I try to get it done. But sometimes I'm just like, I'm too tired and I don't do anything. I just like veg out afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah and like, you know, with stopping work, sometimes it is challenging. Sometimes I'm like just at the computer right. and I'm like kind of doing work, but kind of not like basically like zombied out mm-hmm. and sometimes that could happen for like half an hour and I'm like oh actually nothing is happening here so yeah. I like tear myself away from the computer so yeah. even like after you know two and a half years of working remotely <laughs> this still happens to me so yeah I just wanted to you know let everyone know like sometimes this is still really hard but you know what I just try my best every day and most of the time you know this process works and Mm -hmm. I get everything done. Yeah. I love it. That's great. So that's hilarious that you're in the life coach school 
And I'll just tell everyone for Monday hour one, it's basically like you plan your week in one hour and then you commit to doing the work and then you do it. And so I think that that's really helpful. And I think that, you know, we're in a time of COVID-19 and my kids are virtual schooling and my planning my week, it's like I had it down and now I've got to adjust. But I think that even though this is an unprecedented event, there are always things that happen and we have to like adjust our schedule and figure it out. So I think that's really good. And then forgiving ourselves when we're not perfect, you know, like you were talking about being at your computer and not making progress. And I wrote a blog, I think it's called stepping away, but it's knowing when to step away when you're not making progress in that project or on that. This is so true for code. It's true for anything, but I know like for when I was coding and this is the classic example, right? Of like, you can't figure out a code solution and then you come up with the idea in the shower. Have you had that happen? Or like you're. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. Cause it's like you step yeah. away. So I will say one of my favorite explanations of this, like I knew the, I knew this would happen, but I didn't know why, but I took the free course from Coursera learning how to learn with Barb Oakley. They talk about this like focus and diffuse mode, how our brain is like working on the problem behind the scenes, but if we focus on it, but then we step away, it's working on it behind the scenes. But if we don't step away, we're not giving it kind of the more creative diffuse mode. And I was like, oh my gosh, that explains every code solution I've ever come up with in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I totally hear you because even at school, you know, when I was in school, you know, you get assigned projects. I would kind of like take some time to think about it and then I wouldn't actually work on it. But I was like, okay, now that I've started thinking about it, I'm going to let my brain do the work and come up with some ideas. <laughs> yeah, yes. But like, I'm giving myself that space, right? Maybe it's like a week before mm-hmm. my assignment is due, but I'm already working on it from the first day, even if I'm not like physically, yeah. you know, sitting down and like doing anything about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Like the time pressure sometimes is the problem, right? That's when we start to think, oh, I'm not good at this because I didn't figure it out in this. But if we give ourselves more time, it's like, oh, what do you know? I'm way better at this because I didn't spend my time, you know, beating myself up for not figuring it out in this amount of time. It's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. So one last note that I wanted to tell everyone with like planning our week and like Monday hour one, it's not like the point isn't to cram your schedule yes. with like everything that you need to do. Like when I first started out, you know, sometimes you're over ambitious. I'm definitely over time. I realized I actually needed to build in like two or three hours of like buffer time during the week mm-hmm. where like one of my focus time blocks might be to just catch up on the stuff that I actually haven't managed to get done the couple of days before. Mm -hmm. So when I look at my schedule, I don't feel terrible about myself. It's just kind of like, I'm hopeful that I'll like complete all of this in a short amount of time. But Mm -hmm. the reality is right now I'm not focused enough Mm -hmm. or I'm not good enough at estimating yet. So I need to build in this buffer. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely helpful because then at the, by the end of the week, you look at your week and you're like, oh, I got, you know, I got like these three things done that I've planned versus like, I only got three out of the five things done. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So something that I've done, it's not that dissimilar. It's a little different approach to it, but I've timed myself and then I'll add like 15 minutes and I'll say, I'm going to give 
And then it's like, okay, I'm writing a blog post and maybe I can do it in 45 minutes, but I give myself an hour and mm. I enjoy it so much more. And it's like, what's that 15 minutes? But it's like, that's, that's another way that you can like build buffer time in as you get more repetitive. But I'm the same way as you. Like I used to try to cram it all in and that would just lead to stress out feelings and not, you know, not feeling good. And then if you give yourself just a little bit more time, it's amazing how much you can enjoy the work more and really still get a ton done. Yes. Yes. Even with that, I, you know, look at the end of my week on Friday and I was like, oh my gosh, like look at all these things. Yeah. Cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what do you love best about your job? And then after that, tell me what's like the biggest challenge. Well, what I like best about my job is obviously I get to create it. Um, I am in charge of my time and, uh, you know, what I do with the community and the membership is very satisfying to, you know, go on my website or the membership platform and just know that, Hey, I did all of this. And I think it's kind of similar when you are a developer because you basically created new things, right? Like if you created new features or even if you made improvements in the code, you get a sense of satisfaction that like, you know, you've done something or Im- you improved the world in some way, even if the yeah. world is like your app. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That's great. So what yeah, do you find most, most challenging, challenging yeah. thing about my job is also that I get to create it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, uh, I love it. with say finding curating the job opportunities mm-hmm. and like different scholarships, it can get repetitive. Before I got my virtual assistant, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do it. And then I was like, oh, I made it. I created this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in a lot of sense, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because then you realize like, oh, like whatever's happening, like I'm responsible for yeah, it. Right. So, so yeah, that's definitely like mm-hmm. one one of the funny, ironic things about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. Or like my sister, my sister and I live about an hour apart and we try to get a pedicure for our birthdays. So like twice a year, right? So then she texts me and she's like, can you check with your boss and find out if you can get this day off, you know? And it's like this weird, I was like, I actually have to check my schedule. Like it is so, it is weird. And yeah, like, of course I can, but what does that, what does that mean? But it's a priority, so I do it. But it is this weird dichotomy of like, you know, you have to like put on these different hats so you can, well, now I'm the employee, now I'm the, you know, employer. So Yeah. yeah and actually when I, when I first started doing this, like entrepreneurship full time, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of fear and sometimes yeah. a very simple thing like making social media posts can take forever because yeah. just, I don't know what to do. And like, because you're all up in your head versus like when I think back about, you know, when I made social media posts for other people, no problem, done in like 15 minutes. Right. I, and then afterwards, I was like, I am like the worst employee for myself. I am the worst <laughs> boss and employee at the same time. <laughs> you're like, I really need to get this employee whipper into shape for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you also realize, oh, it's just because, you know, of what I'm thinking and my fear mm-hmm. around it. There's just so much emotion. And then I try to like make myself more of like an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't think too much about it. You just got to get it done. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I love that. And I think in my coaching program where I help women get hired in tech, 
I do the same thing about with interviews. So we do a lot of interview prep and I'm like, get it out of your head, write it down. And then oftentimes, even just people in the community or friends, like when they get that interview, they'll call me and they're like, okay, you know, they want to do a mock interview, but then they over speak it. They talk, they kind of almost ramble because they haven't written it down. Where if you just kind of write down all the fear, you kind of write down what you're thinking, you can remove the fear out of it. So I see the same thing. Like when you're saying, yeah, social media post sounds easy. Oh yeah, it sounds easy to say like, tell me about an experience, blah, blah, blah. But when you have all the fear around it, yeah, it swirls around in your head. And yeah, I, I totally get that. I've had the same, I've had the same thing. I'm glad to see your employee is getting better. Glad to see she's yeah, uh, yeah. improving. My, my employee is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would love for you to just imagine, because I know she's out there. There's a woman listening to this today and she's thinking about getting into any realm of tech, maybe development, maybe design, could be scrum master, but she's like thinking about it, but she seriously doesn't know if you're talking to her or if she could do it, what advice would you give her? My advice would be to be patient. I know people are probably going to hate this, but the truth is it's going to take time, especially if you're transitioning from a very different career. Big goals and basically identity transformations, mm -hmm. they take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It might take a couple years. And mm -hmm. it's really funny because I see a lot of women in my group, they're like, like, how fast can I become developer? Yeah. Or like, can I become a developer in three to six months? That kind mm -hmm. of thing. Or like a common one is like, oh, I am 30. Is it too late for me to become a developer? <laughs> my community would laugh their head off at that. because That is not the age range. They're like, you're a baby. You're so young. That's yeah. So, and then it's kind of like, well, it's really funny because when you're 18, you spend four years going to university and for a lot of people, they still like don't have any clue what mm -hmm. career they're going to do after. They're like, I'm, I'm just going to do this university thing and then I'm going to like figure it out. I think I will get a career after, mm -hmm. but for some, and then they're going to this full time. And then for mm -hmm. some reason, even like people when they're like 25, mm -hmm. they're like, I don't want to work on this part-time for two or three years mm -hmm. they're like it's too late for me I'm like I have no yeah. idea why that is because like how is this different than mm -hmm. investing time in our university degree for some reason once you're out in the workforce it does feel different mm -hmm. so I would say you have to be patient you know and like follow you know other people like role models who are you know where you want to be and I have to say like my biggest goals I achieved, yeah, it took at least like three to five years to mm -hmm. do, but throughout the journey, you know, I filled up my, basically my Facebook feed with people who were already doing the things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so I knew their challenges. I knew the lingo. I saw people doing it every day. Mm -hmm. So my two biggest goals were um, working and living abroad. That took me five years mm -hmm. and working remotely. And I would say that was an idea I had for like two or three years mm -hmm. before I achieved it. And I think for entrepreneurship, it's going to be the same thing. I'm kind of in the middle of it. I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like I should see some fruits of my labor. But then I think back, it took like so much longer mm -hmm. to take my job remote so I'm like, this might take me two or three years. 
And yeah. some, for some people, it's even longer than that. And it's like, are you willing to put in the time, yeah. right? That's what I would say. I would just tell them to have fun, <laughs> have fun, take your time, you know, follow people who are doing what you want mm -hmm. to be doing. And by the time you get there, everyone will be like, how did you do it? And then <laughs> What do you mean? Like, I always knew I was going to do it. So that's interesting. So that's interesting advice because you went to a boot camp. So some people would say like, oh my gosh, no, but you, but you, you went to a boot camp and then you got hired right away. So no, well, you achieved that no, quickly. No, it took me five years to become a developer. It's like after you decide to become a developer, that's when, you know, things kind of speed up. Yeah. It takes such a long incubation period for you to actually do it. Yeah, I think that's super interesting because I like, so I've had a coachee of one of my students, she got hired in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at that and you can say like, oh my gosh, two weeks, she got hired. But what you don't see is kind of the nine months that she took to really decide and understand what it would take and, yeah. and put the time in. And I think, so I think it's interesting because what we think are our goals, they seem to, they change, you know, as we kind of morph and change. And then once you see, I'm always looking at this getting hired situation, like the, what does it really take to get hired? And what I see is that oftentimes women will in our community, they want to learn everything. They're like, I want to get hired. My goal is to get hired. First, I'm going to learn all this stuff. I'm going to learn so much stuff and then I'm going to get hired. And so I'm always trying to help them like, okay, but actually learning all the stuff is a career long process. And it's like, there are many goals, like M-I-N-I, -I, many goals along the way that kind of get you through that. Like they'll think, I'm going to be an amazing developer and then I'm going to get hired. And I think that's why this term junior developer has really come out because no, you can actually add value early on and yeah. you're still learning like there's the learning doesn't stop it's like part of the career journey so i don't know yeah. that's just kind of been my experience for sure and i'll always tell people like yeah maybe other people are better at the jobs or have more experience but actually maybe the job does require someone entry level because that more experienced person is going to be like bored to tears Right, right. Yes, yes. I like doing these things and I can add value and I can take these things off the plate to someone else who doesn't want to do them anymore. Yeah. That's where the value is, you know? Right. And where it's exciting for like it might be exciting for someone doesn't want to do it because it's boring, but then for you it might be totally interesting and fun and exciting. Yeah. 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 So cool. it's a win win situation, you yeah. know. When someone's like, oh, but I'm entry level and I don't have anything to offer. And we're like, no, like your enthusiasm for this thing that I don't like, that is valuable. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. Love it. Okay. So I'd love for you to kind of wrap up here. And I'm really grateful to have you here. It's been a ton of fun talking to you. Why don't you tell people what resources you have available for them and let us know where we can find you so people can, can connect with you. Yeah, so obviously there is the Facebook group. So that is where most of the action happens. Mm -hmm. So in Facebook, you can search uh, women in web development and the group will pop up. So yeah, there's uh, about 3,200 members as we speak right now. Yay, so that's very great. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. 
And on the website, womeninwebdev.com, there is a job board. Cool. So I curate opportunities that I think my members would like. Mm -hmm. And that's usually more like remote jobs, junior jobs, or like internships opportunities, because I know a lot of women are just getting into this space. Yeah. So if you look on the job board, that's what I try to promote. There's also an opportunities page where you can see uh, the different types of uh, scholarships, professional development opportunities. Awesome. And yeah, so if you want to keep up to date with like all these latest opportunities and jobs, you can sign up for the newsletter on the website. Now also have a blog featuring different female developers at various like experience levels. Oh. So, you know, there's some like some people who are freelancing, someone who started her own like startup, like connecting parents with each other within like their kids' schools, uh, self-taught developers, women who got a computer science degree. So it's just like a real mix of different women and their experiences. And whenever I get an interview back, I'm always blown away by these women. That's awesome. And is that blog on your website or is it? Yes, yes. So so the job board opportunities and blog are all on the same website. And even like if you want to join the Facebook group, you can go to the website and find the link there because it's very prominent. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, you know, I've launched a paid membership. And so it's called the Learning Circle and it's for aspiring female developers. So I basically assembled all of the hard to find things that in your self-taught journey, things like mentorship, Mm -hmm. accountability, feedback, like if you're teaching yourself, you're not getting any of these. Mm -hmm. So I've basically created a space where you can get drop-in mentorship sessions, uh, submit your code for feedback, organize your own co-working sessions, so you're, you can like find consistent coding buddies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can find that. Like I said, it's all on the website. Jenny Chan, thank you so much for being here. It was great to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks so much, Ellen. I had fun too. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.